welcome back to the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion, and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. I'm Evan Freeze, or as you may know me on Instagram, at Mile High Ground. Uh, this week, we've got a very special episode for you. If you may notice, you'll look at the calendar. Hopefully today, the day the episode drops, it is May 16th. I'm not looking at the calendar. Tomorrow will be uh, May 16th, yes. We're recording this yes, a little early. The, the release day of this uh, yes. episode will be May 16th of 2022, which is 20 years on from the release date of Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Woo. I... <laughs> I am joined by walking, talking, better than Wikipedia, Star Wars extraordinaire, <laughs> John Linquist, and he is going to walk us through some really fun stuff about Attack of the Clones and its history in the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. Going to Rebels, we're going to the world between worlds, we're exiting 20 years ago, <laughs> we're looking at all these beautiful blue cards on the shelves, wow, take your pick. Wow, look at that. Look at that. The year is 2002. Everything is crazy. Everything's shiny. It's a freshly post 9-11 world. It's a pre-Spider-Man world. I think that came out around the same, uh, that was the same month as Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I remember it came out during Celebration, which was, I think, April 30th, May 1st and 2nd. Without looking it up, I'm going to go with that. Perfect. And it was in Indianapolis. Yes, but I remember people there talking about Spider-Man. And I was like, how could you be talking about anything but Attack of the Clones right now? But Exactly. Yeah, we like were. talking about Doctor Strange at yes. uh, upcoming <laughs> celebration this month. Uh, both Sam but, Raimi joints, but you know. What can yes. You do? Wow. And uh, yeah, 20 years later, we got, spoiler alert for uh, a different franchise's movie, but Tobey Maguire is back. And now <laughs> 20 years after Attack of the Clones, Hayden Christensen is also back with Ewan McGregor. For Obi-Wan Kenobi. I am so excited. I just did a prequel rewatch. Um, I don't think I'd actually seen them uh, since the run-up to Rise of Skywalker a couple years ago. Really? Just to get rehyped all over again. For And it did the exact trick I was hoping for. I was very excited to, to uh, check that out and get those hype levels. Hype levels at maximum. Oh, yeah. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Everything yes. is all patterns <laughs> in the force. And here we are talking about Attack of the Clones figures. We're, we're hitting that 20-year uh, uh, nostalgia cycle for everything. So why not feels good, bring it back man. again? Yeah. Right? Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? Revenge of the Sith is turning 17 this year? That doesn't feel Yeah, this real, week. But... Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? And, so, and Phantom Menace is 23. Well. Wow. <sighs> so, yeah. A, a little context. In 2002, when Attack of the Clones came out... Uh, a New Hope was turning 25. So the length from no star from Star Wars is beginning from no Star Wars to Star Wars to Attack of the Clones until, you know, and then Attack of the Clones till now is approaching the same amount. I don't know if that makes any sense. You think we'll do a bar graph. It'll make sense. It makes plenty of sense. And all I'm hearing is that uh, we are finally getting to be bona fide old men to yell at clouds, yes. even though we are <laughs> the youths. Yes. Um, yeah, our movies are old enough to drink, vote, and yes. fight. So we were, yeah, yeah we were the because you and I were the similar age. I'm 32 yes. at the moment. I'm 31. Um, okay, well, you're a bit, you're a whippersnapper. Um, yeah. Balding, but, but yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, we so we were the kids at the time uh, when Attack of the Clones came out. So we remember all the old people complaining about it. Not my Star Wars. There's only three Star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> And now it some of us never are, changes. <laughs> yes. And now we're complaining about the newer movies or whatever. Or you There's know. only six Star Wars yeah. movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, time is a flat circle. Uh, the circle is not complete. Something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, um, plenty of that. Yes. <laughs> but so in the lead up to the film 20 years ago, uh, 
there's a lot of fun stuff happening. Just the excitement of the new movie coming out, feeling a little bit of it now with the Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out. Mm-hmm. There was uh, early in the year was the Toy Fair uh, with Chad, the silver Darth Vader figure for the 25th anniversary of A New Hope. It's a silver anniversary, I guess. We were also being treated to a lot of behind the scenes content in the lead up to Attack of the Clones. Um, George Lucas would select, or at least someone would say he was selecting, uh, images to uh, put up from the making of the film. Not quite uh, as intense as the hyperspace camera from Revenge of the Sith, but still uh, a nice little peek into the process. Um, there was also set diaries, I believe hosted by Ahmed Best. I can't remember if those were released after the movie, but uh, there was plenty of updates from the making of the film down in Australia at Fox Studios. Um, then just getting hyped. There were like four trailers leading up to Attack of the Clones, I remember. The breathing trailer. Yes, yes. And then, yeah, so... Uh, so just moody, so, uh, you know, uh, experiential. I forget the word what I'm looking for here. No, I, I get you. I remember the final trailer, the the one that I think we got our first glimpse of the uh, Geonosis battle with like mm-hmm. the clones coming in and all that. You know, spoiler culture back then was yeah. totally different. But uh, I remember watching that trailer. And I think that was one that came out, I think, only a month or two before the movie dropped. There was one that came out with Ice Age. It might have been that one. Yeah, and I was so floored by that uh, 11-year-old me was like, hey, mom, get yeah. into this room and watch this on our AOL dial-up. Yeah. This is amazing. We're watching it in 144p. Look at those yeah. special effects. It was amazing. 2002, amazing. man. <laughs> yeah. What a time to be alive. Woo! But uh, we also had, uh, you know, to kind of dip into our other show, uh, Sacred Jedi Texts. But there was the book, um, The Approaching Storm, I believe was the title. Yes. And um, it's about Alan the- Dean Foster, correct? Yes, who wrote the original A New Hope novelization under George Lucas's name. But uh, it was about that border dispute on Ancyon. So when Mace called that out in the film, I remember going, whoo, jumping out of my little 12-year-old seat. Uh, the seat, yep. I don't know how old the seat was, but you get the, you get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, I remember that as well. And uh, in that book, they, Obi-Wan and Anakin also teamed up with uh, Luminara and Barriss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember those two were... Uh, favorites of my cousin and uh seeing them in live action was also rad yes it was in the same because they're in that same scene they're in palpatine's office i wanted them to be like hey yeah we were we were there like yeah yeah that was us too dude yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're already here we're already at the meeting we're not still on an elevator somewhere (laughs) hanging out what doing whatever we're doing they're they're mansplaining the adventure that they just went on (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but uh, yeah, and then so as we are n- now about to get hyped up for another celebration, uh, Celebration 2 was happening in Indianapolis at that time, as we just mentioned. Um, I remember waiting in line, I think it was about eight hours. There was some very long lines at Celebration 2 and 3 to get yeah. the, into the exclusive store. Hasbro didn't have their own store uh, at the time. It was a big store for all the exclusives, which, which they still have, but most smaller vendors have their own exclusives at their own booths now. Um, and there was, it was the Jorg Sekul, I guess, Jorg Sekul. I love how you say it. I've, I've always said George Sackle. (laughs) George Sackle. (laughs) Um, Jorg, very, very, very nice of you. Jorg. He's also (laughs) called out in the, not that spelling of it, but like Erog, Egrog Sekul or something is called out on Star Tours. And so that was the first backwards George Lucas shout out. But it of course is George Lucas in the uh, X-Wing pilot gear. Uh, exclusive to celebration which was very valuable at the time and very awesome to see and it's probably not as valuable i'm sure black series is going to be getting a uh redo of that at some point of as course. they got the 
as they got the redo of the 2006 George Lucas Stormtrooper, but it was great. It was awesome. Yeah. It was also in the uh, uh, packaging that matched the Attack of the Clones figures. Yes. And we will, yeah. And uh, we'll get into that momentarily, but. For sure. Didn't mean to derail. No, no, no. Perfect. But I want to, what were your opinions on the film then? What were your opinions on the film now? Obviously people go back and forth in the prequel uh, topic. You know, I loved it. 11, 12 year old me loved it. Uh, That is probably the movie I've seen most in theaters ever. Uh, The summer it came out. Um, I think I saw it every week, at least once or twice for for four months. Uh, You know, I I live a little bit out. I lived a little bit outside of town um, and all my friends lived uh, closer to town. So throughout the summer, you know, people, my mom would either drop me off before work or uh, friends would, you know, uh, friends, parents would come and get me from home and then they'd drop us off at the movie theater for a day and, you nice. know, in between that and swimming pools. But yeah, I think I saw it probably 20 sometimes. Oh my God. Uh, and absolutely just loved it. So it was everything an 11, 12 year old yeah. could want. It was. Yes, it was catnip for us. Yes, it was. I, yeah, that dopamine hit, man. 20 yeah. years later and I can still <laughs> recall it. Uh, yeah. Jedi action, like when the the Jedi ignite their lightsaber and the uh, lightsabers in the arena, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I probably almost wet my pants. Like, yeah, I never dreamed I would see something like that, even though it was hinted at in the trailers. You know, your memory is poor when you're just so overwhelmed sure. with excitement. Um, you know, growing up, uh, getting older, the whole prequels, bad stuff, and yeah, it is. It was, for the longest time, my least favorite uh, Star Wars film. It has been mm-hmm. recently dethroned by The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> uh, but that was that was also a slow uh, a slow climb down the ladder for that movie. Sure, sure. Um, you know, it's almost s- as if they're supposed to be experienced in the moment and not picked apart uh, meticulously yes. for years after the fact. But that's what we do. We love it so much, that's why we pick it apart and then say, actually, that's terrible. Totally. But, but I love it anyway. And let me tell you something, John. I have put on Attack of the Clones as background noise. Yeah multiple times a week, every week for like the past two years. So I have watched that movie a ton still. It is infinitely enjoyable to watch, even though I think it is as a film, uh, not great, uh, (laughs) to put it kindly. And I have some major issues with it in terms of, uh, direction, story, tone, style, CG, you know, all of that. Reshoot beards. Reshoot beard. Obi-Wan's reshoot beard kills me it kills yeah. me every time i see it it's like henry cavill's uh, it was the precursor to henry henry, yeah. henry cavill's mustache uh <laughs> i love watching that movie i it, there's a lot to love about it so even though it's yeah. my second least favorite star wars film it is maybe one of my favorites to put on and just kind of take in it's still exciting yeah. it's still fun you know all the supplementary material we've gotten over the past 20 years uh be it revenge of the sith but yes. then all of the clone wars show uh legends books and now we're getting canon kind of filling in times around that uh it's it's just great it's a it's a great nostalgic movie for me um you know phantom menace and attack of the clones i have infinite fun memories of both of those movies so i'm glad to see people coming back around on them including myself because Mm -hmm. you know getting over my whole ooh, if it's not a good movie it's not worth it yeah what a way to live who cares uh (laughs) No, I love it. I love putting it on. I think it, it's my uh, girlfriend's favorite Star Wars movie. Um, yeah, it's my I think it's my girlfriend's as well. Yeah, so a lot of great teen angst going on yes. in that movie. Yes. Ladies. Yeah. 
And, and and it did something that I wish that we had seen more of in some of these. So without doing like mystery box stuff, like, you know, they did with the sequels, like, oh, J.J. James mystery box. Yeah. It was a mystery film. It was kind of like a film noir almost. Exactly. Like with yeah. Star Wars trappings. And I would love to see more of that, of, you know, Obi-Wan going on like a mystery uh, mission. And yeah, I just, I love it, my man. I, again, not my favorite, but damn if I could quote that movie yep. back to front yep. and uh, have a great time watching it. And the score is phenomenal and it contains one of my favorite Star Wars moments in the entirety of all which, of it. Which is, part? Um, the moment of uh, at the Lars homestead when Anakin decides to go off to um, find Shmi and uh, he's looking at the binary sunset. The music begins to, begins to swell. Padme comes up and then you, you see them hug in silhouette uh, and then he blasts off, you know, I won't be long. And he blasts off on that and Duel of the Fates kicks in. That whole little sequence, you know, from John Williams' score uh, to just even the simple performance and the, just the simple shot composition of those. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Just chef's kiss. I could I could watch those se- or that sequence any and every like every day on loop and be like, this is Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I just as we were talking before the show, before we started recording, I just rewatched all the prequels. Did I say that on the show? I don't yeah. know. I'm tired. Ah. But uh, I said we'll it during the show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and some of those quiet moments, I guess it's not so quiet, but you know, the dialogue free moments where it's just George being George, just pure imagery and sound. Uh, you know, even he will knock his dialogue. But some of those moments, like uh, the prequels each have several of those. Like in Phantom Menace, there's a moment on Coruscant where it's just the shots of the evening, the sun setting, right before Padme and Jar Jar talk about the army. Uh, it's just a beautiful little quiet moment. Um, Attack of the Clones, yes, when Anakin's off searching for his mother. And Duel of the Fates is kicking in. You know, again, it's deciding his fate, deciding the fate of the galaxy in these moments uh, where he makes a not great decision to kill all the Tuscans. And like in episode three, his um, the Padme rumination scene where he and Padme are looking out at each other and it's just silent and it's just... Very moody. Just so full of emotion and stuff, yeah. Um, so yeah, I love Attack of the Clones, loved it at the time. Um, some of the, you know, it's rough around the edges sometimes with the reshoots and some of the, if I, if I had to ding it, some of like the Sifo-Dyas stuff is a little undercooked. Um, yeah. you can tell they didn't hundred percent know what they were, what George didn't know what he was doing when he was, uh, with that plot, when he was writing it out. That's my, uh, if I have my druthers with it, that would be it. 20 but, years on, I'm still kind of hazy on yes, the Sifo-Dyas plot, even hazy. though we've seen a bunch about it. Not yeah, we've quite seen, sure. there's been a TV show, there's been TV show episodes about it, there've been books about it, I'm still not really clear on it, but yeah. <laughs> as you said, but then watching it, yeah, with all the supplementary, supplementary material, like watching it and going, oh, the Bad Batcher on Camino somewhere, like Omega's hanging out with Nalase somewhere on this planet while Obi-Wan's touring yeah. with uh, Tanway and uh, Lamassu, or, you know, thinking, oh, look at all those clone troopers, like maybe Fives and Echo are down there, or Heavy, like all these characters that it just sets up the war in an interesting way. And yeah, so many other moments from Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith and everything we've seen since that the movie sets up that uh, I really find great. I really find interesting. Um, yeah, I, you know, Anakin, I think he's supposed to be a little awkward. I think both he and Padme, I, we've had these discussions, especially in college oh, yeah. when, when you were a little bit uh, on your anti-prequel kick. Oh, for I was, sure. I was trying to defend it before I realized that defending Star Wars online is only going to waste yeah. your time and not going to convince anybody. <laughs> so They'll come around eventually or they won't. So there's no point in. I will say, I don't think Hayden Christensen's performance has ever been something I've considered uh, a negative for the prequels. I I think I've always, I've always enjoyed him. I enjoyed him as a kid. Uh, I enjoy him now. 
Um, I'm glad I, to see that perception change a little bit, but I do remember him being the target of a lot of ire. Definitely. And sometimes if there's other issues that people have with the film, it's easy to just target on one thing or his sand line or him being whiny or whatever. But, you know, that's the way the character was written. That's the way George <laughs> wanted him to be. So like. Also, George Skywalkers even... are whiny as hell. Man. Yes. <laughs> Does anybody remember the OT Luke? Yeah. In A New Hope? People talking mm. about Ben Solo crying now. It's like, yeah, don't you guys remember Luke? Don't you remember yeah. Anakin? Like, <laughs> it's a it's it's a feature, not a bug. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's adolescence is hard, and they're growing up, and they're you know feeling feelings. I I do just want to say, and again to reference our other podcast, the uh, Sacred Jedi te- uh, texts. Um, I was cheating on the book that we're reading uh, currently for that book club, uh, and I was reading <laughs> the new book uh, Brotherhood by Mike Chen, which is about Anakin and Obi Wan right after Attack the Clones. Um, there's some great stuff. I'm not going to spoil anything in there for you. I just want to tell you if you like Attack of the Clones or if you have fun with Attack of the Clones and you like the Clone Wars, you're going to love that book. You're you're going to absolutely be floored by all the fun stuff in it i'm so um, hyped there are things mentioned there john that i know it's almost like mike chen was reaching into your brain to put <laughs> put things into it so oh my god i'm excited for you to read it i'm so stoked but uh yeah so i remember at the time like yeah just seeing yoda with a lightsaber for the first time and people can say you know what they want about that scene but at the time it was like oh my god this was incredible like it was something i never thought i'd be able to see and it was just so exciting and uh, yeah, everything on Geonosis. So even still rewatching it, it was just like the Coruscant chase, the uh, um, the Camino battle. The G- everything on Geonosis is just still it's awesome. It's just pure Star Wars. I still think perhaps my favorite moment is got to be the uh, seismic charges from the Slave One. Yes, it's just so good. It's just so cool. I am so ha- I have issues with uh, you know Book of Boba Fett, but I love yes seeing that in the Mandalorian and the book yeah. of Boba Fett is seeing the seismic charges return. Uh, this is now going to be the third episode of a podcast in a row that I will reference the Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio meme, John, yeah. that that happened. And I just remember pausing it and like pointing, being like that, that's yeah. cool. and there's no one in the room. I don't watch it with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the the Mandalorian one with my family. And I just, I remember I just pumped my, pumped my arms in the air. I was like, Yes, it was like, you know, as much as I say, you know, you can't go for the easy nostalgia trick. It doesn't work on me, but the prequel nostalgia apparently works on me very well. Yeah. So, but it's just such an awesome moment where the sound completely cuts out and then it hits you with that, that weird sound, that kind of twang sound. That, that I that still is, don't know how they did it. Whatever, that is my ASMR is <laughs> the, the seismic charge sound. Like if someone was like, just name a sound that can just, you know, really titillate you. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah it's going to be the seismic <laughs> charge. <laughs> that little bit of silence right before it. Yeah. But, and then, yeah. So I'll just say one last thing from a film, from a filmmaking, I mean, one last thing on this topic before we talk for another three and a half hours. Oh yeah. But uh, just the fact that uh, it was the first major you know, film shot on digital. There had been smaller films shot on digital. And um, just one of the things about George that I always appreciate, and I've talked about it on the show before, but the way that he pushed the art of filmmaking forward, the innovations of the technological side forward, uh, every time he made a movie, um, his advancements on A New Hope were always talked about with ILM and Skywalker Sound and everything. But uh, yeah, to have digital characters and then to push for digital filmmaking, just open it up to so many more people. And, you know, it allowed us to do our film school thing. I remember yeah. going from tapes to, uh, but just now that, um, 
so many more people are able to use digital and it's so much more widely available and digital projection was happening uh, around the prequels that he was pushing for. And uh, yeah, so I always appreciate it on those levels as well. Even if they you did know, the it, uh, IMAX release too. They did. Yes. Uh, which that was interesting because it, that wasn't digital. So it had to fit in a two hour uh, film reel. Yeah. So they had to, they had to cut like 20 minutes out of the movie and it made for an interest, another interesting cut of the movie. And I wish that that was available. I wish all the different cuts of the film were available as much as I appreciate George and want him to have final cut. It would be nice, you know, just for a history standpoint to have the other cuts available as well. Give me the TPM That's, puppet. Yes. Puppet Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us the, uh, give me the shot where Anakin doesn't grab Padme's hand with his uh, robot hand. Am I misremembering that? But I think that was added for the digital release and the IMAX release. I remember that. I feel that. like that's always been there, but has well, it not? I, I thought it was maybe on the digital projections, but not on the film projections. There were a few things like they added Django's um, jetpack sparks. Okay. I remember that being added. It's a very strange thing. I, make Time, him available man. and we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20 years does uh, does some uh, numbers on uh I could be wrong memory, on that one, but, but I do remember. Yeah. But I didn't mean anyway. to derail you there before no, no, we no. talk about toys. Yes. As we are here on the SWTVC podcast. Yes. We got to yes. talk about the Star Wars toys. It's an essential part of the Star Wars experience. In addition to celebration and the trailers and the hype and the fun with friends and family, the figures are a huge part of the experience. Yeah, this is a great time to talk about. I mean, it's the 20th uh, 20th anniversary of that movie. But again, with Obi-Wan Kenobi looming and prequel hype, you know, prequel nostalgia being at peak levels, uh, you know, having Hayden Christensen, whose debut was in this film Mm -hmm. uh, or debut as Anakin was in this film. And he's coming back, you know, to kind of 20 years later, play Vader proper uh, and having Ewan back again. it's just, it's just fun, man. It's fun to yeah. see these patterns again, even though long hair Obi-Wan is not my favorite uh, look from the prequels <laughs> and that they're kind of doing it again in, in the Obi-Wan show. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, it's, it's grown on me. And I think mostly it always bothered me because of the scenes with the reshoot beard. Uh, as yes. I'm kind of figuring that out as I get older, a, it's like, Oh, that scene is why I didn't like this look. Well, there's so. a few shots in the movie where it's very lustrous. It's very like, it looks like he just brushed it. Maybe he mm-hmm. was in the Jedi starfighter brushing it on the way to Geonosis or something. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, the, the hairstyle choices are kind of interesting. And as we mentioned, master and apprentice, uh, some of the characters kind of are like, why it's, what's with that, uh, Padawan haircut going on yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, but I, I will say, so here is one spoiler for brotherhood. Oof, uh, all right. One spoiler. And it's very early on in the book and it's not a, not a major thing. It's something you've already seen in mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. clone wars, micro series, um, of uh, Anakin, uh, giving Padme, uh, her, or giving Padme his, his braid. So interesting. That is Canon now. So love it. Assumed it was anyway, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> So, all right, ready to talk about the figure side of things? Let's do it, man, because I, I'm just going to say here at the top, these figures we're about to talk about, like, even though, yes, I collected Power of the Force stuff, and by collecting, we were children. You've said this before, yeah. John. Were we collecting? No, we were playing. We were yes. accumulating and a playing. Uh, <laughs> even though Phantom Menace and Power of the Force stuff was huge nostalgia for me, you know, picture picture who you were, like what you were doing when you were 11, 12 years old and the toys that you liked then. And man, those are some formative toy years, man. Uh, I, I have nothing but fond memories. I haven't looked at a single image. Uh, you sent me a little outline here. I can picture them all. So you, I don't even need any reference for this really (laughs) to go through. Of course, later I'll stumble over my words and you'll be like, that's not right. And I'll be like, sure. I misremember. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, sorry, I digress. I'll just say, uh, 
globally. I remember just setting up the Geonosis scene with these figures just over and over again and just like setting up the different Jedi. It's just a, an incredibly toyetic movie, as they say, with all the Jedi and the clones. And it was just the start of it with, you know, the different clone factions coming up in Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars and everything, but just setting up these massive battles and the enormous battle of Geonosis was something, you know, Star Wars fans had been wanting to see. Yeah. And it's still, you know, they could have done subsurface scattering a little better, whatever. But uh, it's it still holds up. It's still awesome today. So, okay, back to early 2002. Power of the Jedi line is coming to an end. Had some great figures in that. The Force files are no more. Figures are starting to get a little more stylized uh, with some less neutral poses, some more aggressive expressions like Eeth Koth being the first one. It's I can't remember if it was ever confirmed if he was supposed to be in the Attack of the Clones line or if it was just sort of a a preview of that he's not he's technically in the movie as a uh as archival footage when they're in the yeah because he was never we didn't see him on geonosis correct no saw because a, uh agent 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 uh, Collar. yeah because they re they recast a lot of the jedi um at, and then realized that they look too different so we're just gonna call them different things but the jedi council scene with anakin and obi-wan used old footage from episode one so Ethkoth, Depabalaba, Adigalia all appear there, even though they were recast as Agent Kolar, uh, Sar Labuda, and Sasali for the Geonosis scenes. But and then they kicked the dust off those characters for Clone Wars too. So yeah, they were around. I, I sorry, I just wanted to mention too with this Ethkoth, uh, was he one of the first to have the um, lightsaber with the yes. uh, removable blade? And so yeah, so yeah, uh, he had the removable blade, and he also had like the flare at the bottom. For yeah. the first time, which is not really in the movie, but it still adds a little. There's like a couple shots of like when the close up of in Duel of the Fates when Qui Gon, you see the close up of Qui Gon, then Obi Wan the Maul. Uh, yeah. Qui Gon is Qui Gon has a little bit of a flare at the bottom, but it's not quite like this. But they were finding ways with the expressions and the poses and the lightsaber just to add a little more life. Um, but and yeah, uh, so they had the wave of sneak preview figures, which was the last group on the power of the jedi line look even though they weren't under the power of the jedi line but it was Django fett zam wessel as how i've pronounced it pronounced Same. it i don't know yeah. uh the clone trooper and r3 t7 who i still cannot find in the film <laughs> but is somewhere on coruscant he's either near dex's diner or i always sort of wondered if he was in the background uh when they were interrogating zam because i think there's a there's a droid back there somewhere, but I, I don't know why that I had it in my head that he was, you could briefly see him in one of the Naboo starfighters in the beginning, or he was on the landing oh. pad and got blown away by the explosion. Interesting. In the beginning. Could um, be, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Cause the, I think they've appeared on set in a few background scenes, but you know, they reuse props all the time, but so similar to the flared lightsabers, these figures all had the blast effects, which I loved, and we're finally seeing them come back in the line this year. We talked about it on last week's show. But, uh, yeah, they all had uh, Django with those blasters. Yeah. Yes, the double (laughs) blaster just coming out. I remember getting that figure. Uh, That was so awesome. That was, uh, that figure right there, I think, hyped me completely on Attack of the Clones, where I was like, this guy looks like Boba Fett. He's got two guns, and they have, like, the cool things that I can pose him with. Dude, (laughs) like, come on. (laughs) Looks like he's about to, like, jump or, like, do an electric slide or something on the figure. Yeah. It's great. So good. Zam had the full long rifle. This one had the uh, the mask over her. She was COVID ready, uh, twenty years in advance. Indeed. <laughs> um, the the clone had the big giant blue blast, which kind of made the the uh, kind of sags after a while, but it's still awesome. So I would remember having to rotate it different ways so it would stay upright. Yeah. 
but it has the Geonosis dirt on the bottom as well. And they still look great in uh, in scenes, in dioramas. And then your R3T7 had the uh, the electric electric effect, electricity effect, which I don't know. Yeah, maybe uh, when because Dex had those uh, the meat cleavers with the electric effect. Maybe Dex smacked him with it. I don't know. <laughs> Deleted scene. I have no idea. It's all connected. Yes. <laughs> they also had the. I don't think I got it when it was a sneak preview, but one of the vehicles was Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter, which... Was that sneak previewed? Because I know they did them for Revenge of the Sith. Uh, well, yeah, it was it was listed as a sneak preview at some point. Okay. Yeah, Anakin's was a sneak preview for Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, But we can get more into vehicles later. Yeah, for but, sure. But so, yeah, the full saga, quote-unquote saga, which does not appear in the package, but that's what we call it for whatever reason, Uh, line debuted on April 23rd, 2002. I remember going to Walmart. I remember being so hyped in school all day, waiting to go to Walmart after school to get that stuff. Um, so in addition to those new features from the sneak preview figures, they also added the controversial action features of the time. Uh, Some fared better than others. Yes. <laughs> and to uh, to paraphrase the insane clown posse, freaking magnets, how do they work? Because <laughs> magnets were all over the place in 2002 on your Star Ooh, Wars figures. Yeah, oh, man. You know, the, uh, the Obi-Wan that had the hand or like the Coruscant chase Obi-Wan, he could hold on yep. with the magnet to the droid. Um, and they gave him a metal hilt. I loved that. They gave him metal hilts, even though it yeah. was kind of inaccurate and weird. Um, it was an interesting, interesting experiment and they looked fun. They were shiny. Yeah. So in addition um, to those, uh, the flared blades, yeah, some of them were plastic, but some of them were metal mm-hmm. and the yeah, other had, uh, the metal ones were a, more prone to breaking. <laughs> yes, they were. Yeah, I most of them are now broken from my collection. But yeah, uh, yeah. most of mine are all epoxied back together from 2002, 2003. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that they tried. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, there's some super glue. My Attack of the Clones collection is 90% super glue at this point. But yeah, it got some great. good playtime, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, there were buttons on some of the figures. There were dials on uh, like in the hangar dual Anakin that came a little bit later in the summer. But to. Uh, Pull the figures out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the other one. Well, because there's the the hanger dual one where he just kind of rotates his his left wrist. Yeah. Rotates the wrist. And then there's the the Genosian slash. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's screaming. And uh, and then there's, yeah, the deluxe Mace Windu that like, he had like a little, it looks like a little dum dum lollipop Mm -hmm. that you like push out, you pull out it from his elbow and it shoots out of his, uh, shoots out of his hand, shoots out of his wrist to break a battle droid in half. That was a deluxe figure that was just so awesome. He uh, was smiling. I don't know why he was so happy to do that. I, I did want to mention Mace Windu. We've talked about how Hasbro's never really nailed Hayden or, you know, Mark uh, Hamill's look super great. The, they've yeah. never really nailed Samuel L. Jackson either. No, uh, in the my new opinion. photo reel one is not bad. And the Black it's Series not. one is pretty good. But yeah, yeah. The Black Series one's pretty good. Photo The photo reel update on Attack of the Clones, depending on the sample you get, is pretty decent. But I'm thinking of like from, I think all of the Attack of the Clones Mace Windus from, you know, this time, uh, this era he was making weird faces like grunts, yeah. like eyes closed and mouth like yep. open, like screaming or smiling or whatever. There was no neutral face for him. That, yeah, and that was a while to get a neutral mace. Yeah. Yeah. Neutral face mace. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Cause I remember at the time they were, they really hyping up the fact that Hasbro was working with gentle giant to scan the actors for the first time, which now is still a very common practice. Like Bill Burr has talked about it and stuff recently for Mandalorian. Um, but yeah, it was very innovative at the time. So I don't know if Samuel L. Jackson was just having a lot of fun in the booth, smiling <laughs> and screaming and all that stuff. Because I remember there was a, a little mini bust or a bust up or something. Yeah. From Gentle Giant of Mace also screaming 
So he was just so hardcore in that movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he cut a dude's head off. That's pretty hardcore. That's true. But, that's true. And we you did could, get a, de- a decapitation in a yes. movie for kids. And you could recreate that in the action figure line. Indeed. With a lot of body parts that were coming off. Zam's arm, Anakin's arm, Mace's, or, uh, Jango's head. But yeah, because there's the mace where you he swings the lightsaber around, I yeah. guess, to cut off Jango's head. But the lights, the uh, little connector of the hilt and the blade was so weak that it would always just kind of not really fly out. Yeah, yeah, his lightsaber would fly out. Yeah, because it would connect into his sleeve also. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were getting a little crazier towards 2003 when they had some of these action features. They kind of phased them out within a year. But um, there was the total control Mace Windu who had that thing in his back. Yep. We would kind of, yeah, there was no like real good neutral mace for a long time. I remember the um, 2003 Jedi Council set was really my f- first favorite neutral mace with like a regular expression. But the total control one was crazy because he had like rubbery arms. Yeah. It was almost like a puppet and you, you could, could control yeah. his arms. It was crazy. And they never did that again, but it was, it was kind of fun. <laughs> and uh, that Obi-Wan with the uh, <clears throat> spear stabbing action where better yeah. keep the spear in his hands or else... Uh, People wonder why you're making your figures do that. Yeah. Obi-Wan's got some uh, legal issues now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, also, I, I wanted to mention too, with magnets and features, the uh, force yeah. flipping uh, ones like Obi-Wan yes. and uh, Dooku, where they they had uh, magnets on their feet on a magnetic pad and you'd hit them off a launcher and they'd flip. Yes. Uh, of course, they had their lightsabers affixed to their hands, so those are all broken off of mine now. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> did they, did you, do you ever get that to work? I got it to work like maybe once. I think like a couple times and then just thought, nah, I'm just going to yeah. use these as figures, but yeah. you couldn't stand them because they didn't have peg holes yeah. and they had little, little magnets, magnets on, on their, their feet. feet. So, and yeah, yeah, the first, the first figure in the line is the Anakin. I'm not going to go over every single one, but yeah. the Anakin peasant figure, but yeah. he, the way he's uh, my magnet, favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had the, uh, the vintage Kinner style art, uh, pop out lightsaber that slid out of his arm for a, an outfit where he's in disguise and not using the lightsaber. But um, he, his magnet was in his left hand so he could open his little luggage so you could use the force to uh, go on vacation, I guess. Action features. Yes, it's, <laughs> it was nuts. But it was fun. So there was a lot of creativity, a lot of fun in the line. Um, collection one was the main characters that had a lot of action features. Collection two was secondary characters with some of their more flared out posing, like Luminara Unduli, who when I saw her make that pose in the movie that she had on the figure, I was stoked. I was like, well, that's so cool that they, they did it like that. Uh, Shaq T also has, uh, mm-hmm. she, she was in the attack of the clones line, right? With the yep. big flared out skirt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she's dancing around. She's doing some kind of spinny move or something, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, all the Geonosis Jedi, just so many awesome designs. Um, even Jar Jar was looking like he's doing a little dance or something with that big electro staff in his Senate, uh, Senate outfit. Yeah. He's attacking people. If he's, Putting in a, uh, he's assaulting democracy. So I guess <laughs> is is that still the works. only version of Jar Jar of that Jar Jar that we've gotten? Yes, and so Jar Jar wears uh, two outfits in Attack of the Clones. There's one that has more like epaulets or something like on his like necklace things. Uh, yeah, people always compare it now to the Crimson Dawn necklace. Ah, but um, it's what he wears at the beginning of the movie, and they've never made that one, and they only made his Senate look in this, where he's kind of like yeah. He has a, a back action pose for yeah. his very action oriented scenes in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also because this was an era where we didn't have to wait a year after the media debut to get figures from it. 
Um, there were quite a few that were based on concepts or scenes that were not in the final movie, which is always kind of fun to see. Um, some of them are C-3PO with the removable coverings because originally he was going to be quote-unquote naked until uh, Anakin went off to rescue Shmi, try to, and then Padme would put the coverings on him. And then, of course, they scrapped all that and just reshot uh, C-3PO with the full coverings on, but he lives on in the action figure. Um, and there was the Geonosian warrior who's kind of based on the maquette who has no clothes, um, unlike the final film where they were hiding their shame. <laughs> the battle droid, uh, there were a few different battle droids and they were in the tan Phantom Menace colors instead of the maroon Attack of the Clones colors. They were uh, repainted uh, in later runs of those figures. Um, I remember something weird was Dexter Jetster's pipe. So the actual figure doesn't have a pipe, but on the on some prototype images you saw that he was supposed to have a pipe um a, a smoking pipe and uh not a uh, like a <laughs> pipe to beat somebody with but um the packaging i remember has a little sticker on the side the little inserts that they had in this line that list the accessories on the side they would put a little blue piece of tape over the part that said pipe on the first runs of the figure uh, i just love that kind of stuff where it's like a little sneak peek into the process yeah um, and then there was Count Dooku who had a green lightsaber, which I wasn't sure what that was about. I, I, did he use Anakin's green lightsaber for a second? I think he might have, right? Yes. So that was in his fight with you. So I, I remember being so bummed that this was cut out. And there's there's a couple stills from it. Like there's right. a couple finished stills. Um, but it was during the fight. And it's in the novelization and the um, graphic novel adaptation from that year, too. Okay. Of uh, while he's fighting Yoda, he uses the force to pull the green lightsaber out of Anakin's severed arm oh, and severed hand and uh, fight uh, Yoda with two lightsabers. And it's very cool. And I wish wow. that's one of those what if things that I wish I could, I wish we could see, I wish they could restore the footage because they did shoot it. I think yeah. most of it, um, they just didn't, I think they cut it uh, fairly, fairly late though, because it was in yeah. all of, all of that material around the film. Interesting. And I remember that, uh, I was so hyped to see in the uh, one of the TV spots, I think it had Anakin with the double lightsabers. Mm -hmm. And then that was for about two seconds. And then you saw the movie and that was about as long as he uh, had him in there as well. Yes. <laughs> um, still, that figure was so awesome. The hangar duel Anakin with the uh, loved it. Removable arm. And then one other uh, figure based on early concepts was Boba Fett with Django's jetpack and helmet, because originally he was going to apparently, I don't know when this was cut, but he was supposedly going to, put on the helmet and the jetpack and fly out of the arena. I don't know if that was, I don't actually know if that was just rumors based on the figure or if that was actually mentioned somewhere. We, let's at uh, Daniel Logan to see yeah. if he can uh, clear that up for <laughs> Did us. Did you film that? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, one note. The spoiler part. Yeah. One note about uh, Hangar Duel Anakin and, you know, mentioning spoilers with uh, the arm coming off. There were two versions of that. They did one with a magnet right. and then one that was a plastic uh, peg. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I have both. One. Okay. Uh, yeah, I remember getting I remember getting the magnet one, and then I thought I lost the arm, so I went and got another one, uh, and yeah. I, I went and got it. I was like, man, my toy. <laughs> and so she went and spoiled my ass some more and got me more figures. Uh, and Hell then yeah. that one had the peg, and I was like, oh, yeah. no, but whatever. And then I found the magnet arm, so I still have them to this day. But Nice. and Because I remember that one was released like around 2003. They had like the Hall of Fame or whatever it was called line. It was the first stab at, at repacking main characters yeah um, which evolved into saga legends over the next few years but and then they had the version with the uh, collector cups 
which are like the plastic versions of the Burger King cups and newer designs for the cups. But that Anakin later had the peg instead of the um, the magnet. So, that, so I believe I have both from various yeah. versions. Repacks. It's always been and happening. It's, <laughs> and it's always been a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to... And I forgot to say earlier with the silver Darth Vader from the Toy Fair line, which was very, very sought after at the time. Uh, don't, yeah, don't let anybody tell you that these shiny repack repaints are anything <laughs> new because they are not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So in addition to the great action features and removable body parts and spoilers and unused concepts, uh, there were some OT and Phantom Menace love in this line as well. I think maybe after going so full into episode one uh and then mixing some ot back in for power of the jedi they wanted to keep some of that love going uh it was interesting to see some of the concepts that we're still seeing again today So, like the indo rebel soldier that had a second head for the first time it was the first time they did a running change on an army builder i yeah. think it was yeah I, well they did that they did the battle droid with the different slashes and stuff but yeah when you say second head it wasn't packed in it was you had to no. buy it separate yes yeah, yes okay. yeah yeah um, first, they had the beard based on Mark Bedreau. It was the um, the goatee guy. And then there was another one based, I don't know if it was based on another Hasbro employee. I'm sorry that I forgot your name. Lost to the sands of time. I don't like the sands of time. <laughs> and of course, Ephant Mon was one of the highlights of the OT figures that year, um, who won the, I think it was the second Fans Choice Award, Fans Choice Vote. I think it was It's incredibly huge. And, uh, it was very difficult to find when it came out. Not in Wyoming. It was super easy to find. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't. This is this is when like distribution was so plentiful. Toy aisles were yeah. full. I I think, you know, it's like I think I have every figure from uh, this era or like loose from because I was opening back then. But I did, yeah. uh, you know, my mom with her habits, she bought me carded sets to nice have whatever thanks mom but uh <laughs> yeah all of them uh, i think a pretty complete run of the 2002 2003 stuff um no i don't remember any of it being hard to find i remember getting the poster checklist when they did the poster checklist which were yes. so fun uh shout yeah. out to my cousin layla at her parents house that's still on the wall in her yeah. old bedroom that was on uh, my wall for quite a long time yeah i remember being able to check that off every couple after a couple of weeks going into the, going into the store and finding new stuff. Nice. And uh, yeah, I remember he was fairly hard to find for me in Colorado at the time. And then Yoda and Dooku were also a little bit hard to find at first. Yeah. Just cause they were so sought after. Um, the hardest Dooku for me to find was not the first one. Um, yeah. It was the one that was called Darth Tyrannus, which was I think 2003. Yeah. The first 2003 wave. Yeah. Yeah. With the uh, lightning and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so in terms of other OT stuff, there's also the Cantina sets, as I believe Walmart exclusives at the time, with the first bar pieces, unless you count the uh, vintage Kinder stuff. Um, and then the Troop Builder multi-packs, which were, I believe, fan club exclusives to begin with. Um, yeah, which we are seeing the spiritual successors to today for troopers and plain white boxes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's awesome to see that stuff. And you got to look to the past to... Uh, Visualize the future, I guess. Shout out to uh, three OT characters in particular from the 2002 run. Uh, at the time, the Bespin Duel Luke uh, yes. with the removable hand with a little magnetic peg in there. And the, the giant weather suction vein. thing you could, yeah. yeah, could hang off. Loved that figure. Loved it. Uh, and the Vader that, you know, complimented and was also great yep. uh, with an action feature. 
Um, and then, uh, uh, was it Jaspur, uh, Jaspur, Jasper? It's, it's, it's supposed to be pronounced Jasper, but yeah, but Jasper, Jaspur uh, or something. That guy was always an interesting looking bounty hunter and he got a lot of face time in my, uh, uh, in my star Wars scenarios that I was setting up with figures. Nice. I had no idea who he was. It's like, I, I wasn't going to be going frame by frame through a new hope at well, 11 years old. So we couldn't at the time, unless you wanted like the VHS or something. And I only had the pan and scan at the time. Yeah. Yeah. This was, I remember, I think, yeah, DVDs were starting to become a thing, but I, we weren't a laser disc household. I'll just say yes. that <laughs> <laughs> it was, I remember a lot of family members asking why, why, why does it have the black lines in the top and bottom of the screen? And it was like, yeah, okay, well having to have that conversation a lot at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pain and scan. Oh, four by three. Those were the days. Woo. Barbaric times. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of touched on some of the deluxe figures a little bit, but um, I wanted to go over the, the droid factory parts from throughout 2002 and 2003, which I just love those. Um, they came with figures like, C-3PO, right? With the magnetic head and the little crane that would spin around and, yeah, and swap you can out. Swap it with the battle droid. And yeah. there was, uh, I can't remember if the, I don't think the Genosian warrior, but uh, there was, I guess there was a basic Padme that had it. That's what I was thinking of. But then there was that, uh, the uh, super battle droid. That was a, another 2003 figure, but it was like, had a hollow middle. Yeah. And then it had like a, a sort of Play-Doh type situation where you would just put it in the, uh, droid factory part and you would stamp it and make a little super battle droid and then you could cut them up with uh <laughs> lightsabers and stuff it was awesome the you know kudos to hasbro for getting droid factory stuff out in 2002 because that was such a late addition yeah. to like weren't they filming that like end of 2001 i think at some point beginning in 2001, of 2002 yeah it was it might, i don't know if it was beginning of, yeah it was pretty it was really late but i think it was i don't know if it was that close but it, yeah it was Late great addition though it's one of yeah. my favorite parts of that movie I yeah say. it is i mean because originally they were just going to go and then they were going to have a conversation with dooku and then poggle and then go to the arena and they're like yeah george it's, is like we can judge this up a little bit it's a silly cartoon you know you get rubber cg3po bouncing all over the place and all the <laughs> oh! and I was say his, r2 uh, blasting around with the rockets it's so uh, silly i love it i love c3po's terrible puns as you know from all the crap that i say on this show this is such but a drag. I was just, I was just laughing, just full, full throated laughing at that this last time. <laughs> oh, I'm quite beside myself. I was like, this is so ridiculous. I just love it. <laughs> no but, one was uh, like, okay, George. Yes, let's turn it down. But he's like, let's crank this up. Let's be even funnier and weirder. Yep. Peak but, 2002. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that line also had the uh, clone trooper on a speeder bike, which was the same style of speeder bike from Return of the Jedi. But um, those were also not in the final film. They were, I think they were on the DVD or something. It was like an animatic of clones on the speeder bikes fighting Geonosians. But uh, yeah, it did not make it out, but it was awesome. Just some of the world building pieces that they had, like those Kamino pieces that had came with the Obi-Wan and Jango in 2003. Where you could blow through the the hose on Obi-Wan's yep. sleeve and he could to use the force <laughs> You're to blown, knock I was, over. I was slamming down on that uh, the pillar thing. Oh, that pillar thing did him. not have the strength to be real force accurate. I... I was it, I was puffing through that thing to really knock knock things over. <laughs> My lungs don't have the uh, capacity they once did, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they also had just all kinds of stuff. The accessory sets at Target. They had creatures like the Reek and the Accolade, and then of course the Nexu is part of the deluxe line. I never got um, the Accolade. To this day, I still don't really? have the Accolade. Because that was was that two thousand three. Also, I think I think it was two thousand three. I remember a little bit later. Uh, that was one actually, after I just said it was easy to find everything, that was one thing yep. that was hard for me to find. Um, I think 
uh, KB Toys closed in 2003 or 2004 out here. So they stopped getting stuff in and that was really the best place to get stuff. Yeah. Shout out to KB Toys. I wanted to bring that up because that was, I have Attack of the Clones and KB Toys are basically synonymous with each other. Yeah. Uh, for me with the figures, that was just such a huge way to get them and they would blow them out or they would have great. They always had great sales, but not that I'm a clearance vulture. I know that's very frowned upon, but they would hey, have when you're 11 years old. You can yeah, get I wanted extra Geonosian warriors. And uh, yeah, they would have like four packs where they'd repack some of the slower selling figures. I remember getting my first and only foray into customizing was back then where I would take some of those indoor rebel soldiers and repaint their hair to be different colors. Or Dude, I um, did that, too yeah <laughs> oh man and popping their hands off good. and putting other hands on that i could yeah, uh, yeah. I found that would kind of fit i remember like taking some of the uh some of the jedi and kind of trying to repaint them a little bit to um make some of the background jedi that they eventually did make but uh yeah a lot of fun stuff at kb toys i remember just going there and finding some of the newer stuff or some of the deluxe figures just it was great a personal nostalgia bit here is uh i remember um i would get dropped off after school at my mom's office and they would pay, you know, 11, 12 year old me to do their paper shredding, uh, which nice. it was a medical office. There was a lot of paper shredding to do. Uh, so, yeah, I would just sit in a closet <laughs> for hours after school paper shredding and they'd pay me like five dollars, not per hour, per bag. And uh, wow. when, when all the Attack of the Clone stuff came out, boy, oh, boy, I was shredding fast. <laughs> I was stacking them fivers, man. I would go with my stack of oh, Lincolns yeah. and go to the KB <laughs> Toys and go nuts Oh I man, it. it was my favorite. I finance. So I did work for these Attack of the Clones toys, damn it. Yes, <laughs> I remember uh yeah, allowance it was a lot of uh lawn mowing that summer and then or the next year I think it was a lot of uh, paper route money went into getting I remember getting Anakin and Dooku's uh, speeder bikes the next year. The swoops. Yeah. Um that was I, awesome. I loved the vehicles there. So speaking of the vehicles, yeah, there were so many of them. There were so many different sizes and price points. Um there was the Coruscant chase speeders, Anakin's quote unquote Anakin speeder that he stole. He was a lot of borrowing a lot of vehicles in this film. Yeah. Um, and then, and Zam's speeder that had the crashing effects and you'd slam it into something and the panels would fly off. You click a little button and they're right as rain. They're good as new. A toy that was designed to be smashed into things. Yeah. <laughs> and I still have, I still have them set up in my attack of the clones shelf where, uh, they're great vehicles. They still look good. Yeah. I have yeah. newer Anakin and Obi-Wan in them, but they look good. Yeah. Um, I, I still, I still point out in the film every time when Obi-Wan falls down and he gets in the speeder. I always yeah. remember trying to recreate this because he gets on in the middle between the seats. And then in the very next shot, there's these two giant antennas sticking out from where he just was. Don't pay too close attention to these things in Star Wars. The film is crazy. crap because of this that. Is, yes, this is, that was the, uh, if YouTube existed, that would have been the uh, Praetorian Guard dagger controversy yeah. of its day. Yeah, it would have there been like, been George t- Lucas doesn't understand Star Wars. Yeah. He's trying like, to ruin Star yeah. Wars. Key Eddie Mundy's lightsaber turned green for one shot. They totally ruined the the continuity of Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is ruined. Which I'm, not com- I'm not going to watch the third yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm really glad but, YouTube didn't exist during the prequels. Yes, that would have been terrible. As bad as the forums were, people hating on the movies and me being like, I think they're fun. I, I like them. I think they're yeah. great. I think they're awesome. And I'm just having fun. But next size up was Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter, which I guess was a sneak preview. I, I think I got it later, but it had the design where you would hit the button underneath it on the back. And the, the front part of the wings would pop off. And then like the little wings would open in the back, which I think inspired the episode three design of the Jedi Starfighter a little bit where the wings 
flare out to look a little bit like a TIE fighter. Um, that was... I lo- the Ada twos from Re- Revenge of the Sith are my favorite. Like, I think my favorite vehicle, like whole, yeah. like full stop. I love those. It's like, yeah, I love the They're Razor great. Crest. I love the Falcon, the Republic gunship. Cool. But like those are dope. But the Delta sevens, man. Uh, so good. Those, oh, man, I loved those. I was all in on the repaints in the following years on those. Yeah. That was, that was great for me. Yeah. It was genius when they got into, started getting the Clone Wars stuff, both micro series and later, but you could just repaint. We got so many of those Jedi Starfighters, both, well, all three versions, the episode two, episode three and Clone Wars versions of them. Yeah. And then uh, smaller versions 10 years later, but. Uh, oh, and, and then the fact that they just decided to get all wacky and colorful with them in Revenge of the Sith. And it was like, yes. yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's go yeah. nuts. And it can be one crash there or got a new ones. And then uh, they're just like, ah, oh, they're different colors too. Sweet. So you got to buy two. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Got to buy four. I mean, yeah. Two, two for each. I'll do it, man. But, I'll do yeah. it. <laughs> I, to this day, you could still repack the Delta Seven uh, from 2002 and the Ada Two from 2005, and you could you could just slap some new paint deco on it, and yeah. I'm sold. I love those sculpts. They are incredible it. ships. Another one of the fun um, interactive, I guess, interconnectivity features that uh, the line had was on the Delta Seven. There was a little hole, so you could plug in the. Uh, radar dish from Obi-Wan, one of the Obi-Wan figures, the Jedi pilot version. I, that was so cool because it had a little stand with the figure. But uh, R4, scramble code five to Coruscant, care of the old folks home. <laughs> I do love that, that in uh, when when we've seen that figure in the vintage collection, we get the film out from that that scene, yes, even though it's the, uh, crappy repack beard yes, or uh, reshoot, beard. repack beard. Repacks repack and reshoots. reshoots. It's yeah. the same, same thing. <laughs> uh, and then there was Django's Slave One, which I guess was only $30 at the time. Just the prices on these things. The figures, I remember, were like $4.99. Yeah. It was coming up. They lowered the price after they got rid of the Comtech chips and the um, the Force Files. Not that the Force Files were spinning a... No. Breaking the bank for Hasbro, I'm sure. But no pack-ins, but they spent it all on the great figures and the incredibly cheap prices. But for 30 bones would get you Django's Slave One. Um, I remember it had those red balls that would plop out and little wiffle balls yeah to kind of represent the seismic seismic charges i, I always forget because in the film he says they were during shooting they were called sonic charges and then yeah. he he kind of turns his he turns his head and so they're able to stuff uh, the word seismic charges in there during uh, adr a little fun fact for you but yeah loved it I'm surprised. I just found, uh, I think I told you a couple of years back while I was unpacking vehicles, I found all of the sonic uh, seismic charges and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. missiles that go to that slave one. I thought they were lost to time. Yes. Uh, found them. They got dropped all over the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so, lose yeah. that, but I remember years later, um, the shadows of the dark side one where it was the, the rise of Boba Fett pack for clone wars where they did the, the big giant, Slave One, which has now been in TVC a couple times, but it was in Django's colors, episode two in Clone Wars colors. And I lost the, I was living at an apartment at the time and transporting it back to my parents' house, my family's house, uh, had lost a, one of the missiles oh. as I was transporting it to the car. And then I found it in the neighbor's yard, like a month later or something. <laughs> I was like, thank God you never uh, mow your lawn. <laughs> Cause I did not expect that to uh, be found ever again <laughs> this is awesome and then uh the obvious the greatest vehicle of this line perhaps the greatest piece of this line the republic gunship oh, yeah. i was so stoked to get that thing back in the day 40 dollars. that was all it was at the time yeah 
That's insane. Oh, that would that's what two hundred dollars now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah they would. I mean, they repacked it and repainted it a bunch over the years. And yeah. uh, the last one, we'll get into the vintage one, but yeah, that for was sure, for sure. one hundred thirty dollars. I forget exactly. Not one hundred thirty, but it was maybe seventy. That's another one though that the sculpt to me holds up, man. That yep. is one yep. hell of a vehicle. It's I, small as all Hasbro vehicles are. It's about seventy percent of the size, but. It's awesome. But that's it's so no good. different than like the Falcon or even the Crest yep. or yeah, it's yep. uh, that vehicle, man, that was the centerpiece of any mm-hmm. and all playtime that these figures got. Didn't even yep. matter. It was like, oh, Zam Wessel's on a Republic gunship. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. She died before they were deployed. Doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> it was a chorus on gunship before that. But yeah, uh, yeah, 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 so many firing missiles, so many uh those weird uh, ropes that hang off the back. I was just thinking about Anakin and Obi-Wan had a, yeah. they did a lot of, a <laughs> lot of time hanging off those uh, fighting midair battles. That's for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. The doors that opened up, which they weren't mechanized, but they almost seemed like just the timing of it, like the quick, uh, quick movement out and then slowly yeah. moving back. I just love it. It was so cool. And then the, uh, the floor that would drop out so you could yeah. drop the figures Deploy in the, ground, the troops with yeah. the handle and everything. Yes. Mm. God, it's so good. Yeah. That's uh, I just got a really expensive stand for that. And also thank you, John, for hooking me up with a replacement because uh, my original, of course, is missing so many pieces. But the one that you uh, gave me in a bunch of stuff had, I think, most of its pieces. So I was very happy to get that. So it's going to be displayed next to the crest and the falcon here soon. So love it. And then they even had. Yeah, sometimes I would uh, because it didn't come with the little turret balls on the side. There was the. Later in 2002, the clone pilot figure had small ones. And then later, not not even until Legacy Collection, six, seven years later, they had the fully sized ones that could still plug into the side of the gunship, which was so cool. But yeah, they had little hooks and pegs for them or whatever. Um, I would put the uh, clone's accessories. There was like little uh, storage compartments in the wings. Yeah. Loved it. What a vehicle, and, man. <laughs> yes, it's it's a masterpiece. It still is. Apologies to Jingo, as I previously gave apologies to Pre Vizsla, but neck and neck <laughs> with with the Republic gunship for awesomeness in my book was the Geonosis Arena playset. Those two items together, those were just, I mean, I still have them. They're still the centerpiece, well, before the ATTE came along and stomped on both of them for <laughs> coolness, but they were, uh, they're still just so awesome. The times I busted that guy out and just set up all the Geonosis Jedi and battle droids and super battle droids around there. I can't even count. So much fun with that thing. So I never had that set. Seriously? Do you still not Seriously, have it? I still don't have it. Oh my God. You got to get that. I know. I It's, it's a, mm, yeah. Just for, for dioramas, for displays. It's so good. Oh, it's an incredible piece. I remember, uh, so I was the Star Wars kid, uh, as I assume yeah. you probably were in your, yes, little, yes. In your group in, in elementary school and middle school. Yeah. And uh, I remember there was one kid who had that and the Ackley, and those were two things I didn't have. And he always held that over my head that he had them and I didn't. I was like, my life sucks, even though I have everything else and I'm so damn spoiled. Yes. So <laughs> These are the two. These are the big ones. Yeah. It's definitely a, definitely a birthday situation definitely. for that one. But uh, yeah, and because uh, the, the front was the Geonosis Arena and the back was a little bit of the Droid Factory. It was kind of similar to the playsets these days where the back's not really anything. But they had some stuff. It would connect a little connector piece so that you could put all the Droid Factory uh conveyor belt pieces from the deluxe lines with it and a little bit styled like dooku's hanger and yeah. then they had they did have some cardboard so again this is nothing new guys but they had some cardboard imagery to expand the scene 
um, and the, the little gate on the side. And then the pillars. Oh my God. So many times I would set up all the, uh, the pillars and have the Jedi tied up to it. It was so good. So good. There were four pillars in the arena, right? In the, in the movie. Yes. In the movie, um, yeah. Okay. It would have been slightly too convenient if there was three for all three. Uh, yeah, that'd heroes. be hilarious. So they added another one to make it seem like it was already there. <laughs> it's not a movie, guys. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, however, the the uh, the accolade knocked it down fairly easily, right? So I was like, you think he... Real easy. It's probably been there before, but I don't know. Maybe the other prisoners didn't put up as much of a fight as the Jedi and Padme, I'm sure. Nope. They weren't They weren't as on top of things, but... <laughs> Took the words um, out of my mouth. <laughs> But I will say the one negative about that set is that the observation deck piece, it never could click in all the way or I could never figure out how to do that. So the, like a little a little uh, balcony piece in front of where Dooku and the separatists stand that always falls off. So when I would have it set up, it hasn't fallen off on my shelf um, that I've had set up for a while now, but it would onto the figures and then it would find out who's like, oh, whose lightsaber peg is broken this time. Yeah. Oh man, uh, is it T-posing mace on that balcony yes. <laughs> too? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then which of the super battle droids exploded because they had that exploding feature. But Oh man, I, I uh, do any of those actually stay together? I think those are yes, permanently exploded for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, so that was that was the, the piece de resistance of the Attack of the Clones line for me. That and the gunship are just amazing. That line is incredible. It's like, even though there's not a whole lot of default, you know, neutral figures uh, in terms of just being able to have characters in non-action poses, like I think, you know, your only uh, Geonosis Padme had the quick draw action and yep. whatever. Uh, there was one in 2003, wasn't there, of her? There was, was well, also in a pose? That was, the, yes, well, a little bit. So it was more neutral. She had a, like a screaming face. Okay, that's right. But that was when she had her pre-Nexu uh, rip. Yeah. With the, I think they had the plastic, the, was there a plastic poncho or head wrap? Plastic cape and that the yeah. wrap was sort of flowing in the wind. Yeah. So um, similar to the, the secret ceremony Anakin we've mentioned. But those um, were all great things. And there was like, you know, the Anakin that came, the Tuscan camp Anakin in 2003. Yep. I know we're talking about 2002, but it, still. Well, Tuscan camp clones. Anakin was a little, I think that was 2002. Well, it was 2003 because he was, it was in the more uh, redesigned uh, saga look. I well, thought. Tuscan camp was, that was a later episode, later 2002 figure. Okay. And then the secret ceremony was in the redesigned. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking, so 2002 yeah. then we're still good. Uh, the, yes. <laughs> the Tuscan camp one where he came with the little pieces yeah. uh, from inside the tent and, you know, he did the leg kick thing whatever uh yeah but that i was, loved that, that was my figure. default anakin yeah it was because he could hold the lightsaber with both hands that was always my favorite anakin of that yeah. time uh same he with jedi pilot reek. yeah jedi pilot uh obi-wan who could fit in the mm -hmm. starfighter and you know he could hold his lightsaber. I, any jedi character that could hold their lightsaber with both hands was the best thing ever for me yes. at that time i loved it so yeah i remember uh for padme i would try to like Cause you'd rotate her wrist and then she would yeah. spring it back up to, to shoot. But I remember like trying to like click it down or would have some of those clear rubber bands and kind of like to tie it together. Down. Yeah. But yeah, that one. And then the, uh, Ackley battle, Obi-Wan from the next year. And then the, uh, Tuscan camp Anakin. Those are my three default, uh, action, action figures, uh, for, yeah. especially writing the reek for all the arena scenes I would set up. Those got a lot of, a lot of playtime. Yeah. That, Loved uh, it. I'll have to dig it out. When I post this episode, I'll uh, I'll find it. It's a picture of me from Christmas 2002. Uh, my dumb little 12-year-old self wearing a Django <laughs> Fett blaster belt and a oh, pile of yeah. Attack of the Clones figures and stuff that my mom got me and my little uh, beagle, one of my beagles at the time, smelling them. <laughs> yeah, dude. that mm, I love it. Peak nostalgia for me, man. Hell yeah. 
So it was great line, great time. Deserves uh, to be celebrated. That's for sure. It yes, really, yes. there's, it was really the genesis of a lot of things we continued to see uh, as the line evolved over the last 20 years. Um, one thing we forgot to mention too, was uh, with the blaster effects, there was also the Jedi, like de- uh, the lightsaber deflecting effect, which yeah, yeah. is something I would love to see reintroduced in the deluxe sets uh, now. Um, yeah. Cause I loved just, and we talked about it on the most recent episode of, uh, of the SWTVC podcast that we're on right now. I can't remember what show we're doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was it the most recent on a recent episode? I think of the it was. Show? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about those blast effects and just the amount of life that it gives a display yes. like these, not necessarily the action features, but all these action pieces and poses was, mm-hmm. you know, if you, I imagine posing the uh, uh, Jedi arena or the Geonosis arena set, it was just a moving piece of art with just all the characters yeah. in dynamic poses. So it's a little frozen in time where they're screaming or they're about to yeah, slash dr- a droid in half and the droids malfunctioning yeah. and got the blue electricity on it. Or I remember and all the Jedi had those crazy force effects. Yeah. Or some of them had the, the blaster effects, but like Stacey Teen had the like a little explosion he could hold on to or something. Same. And so did, uh, what was Plo it? Coon. I think Fiex Search, but at the time just Nikto, uh, yes. Jedi. Uh, yeah, he, he had, had like that. a swirly blue thing and yeah. then the, Plo Koon has like a little, like a blue spray or something. Yeah. He, he shook a soda can. Pepsi yeah. Blue, which was also new at the time. He was oh, man. Early 2000s, man. Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Oh, yeah. Or that that little weird round lollipop thing that Mace had, like we mentioned earlier. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So much just fun stuff in that line. Love it. And then, yeah. So for years, obviously, the line was very prequel heavy, the three and three quarter line. So with the Clone Wars line the next year and Revenge of the Sith, obviously, and then the Clone Wars, uh, there's plenty of Attack of the Clones era goodness for many, many years up through and including the planned and canceled 3D re-release in 2013. Which you you saw because the, they showed those at Celebration so, uh, I, I, 2015? Was, I think 2015. They showed Attack of the Clones a couple times like internationally. Okay. And then, because so Phantom Menace got a re, got a release in theaters, and I saw that a couple times. And then they played that at Celebration a couple times. Um, and around the same time, so Attack of the Clones was supposed to come out in mid two thousand three, then Revenge of the Sith later, and then they announced at Celebration twenty twelve that they were both going to come out like within a few weeks of each other. And then everything was canceled that was even hinted about it from Celebration six. Um, yeah, there was a little little thing that went went yeah, on later that later, year. So. Yeah. <laughs> George decided he threw his hands up. So I got enough of this. Yeah. These complaining, <laughs> these whiners. <laughs> Someone else's oh. problem now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, the, um, the 3d release was shown, I think, I guess celebration 2015, but it, so anyway, I saw attack of the clones. I have never seen revenge of the Sith. They only play the 3d version. One. I mean, I've seen revenge of the Sith. I was going to say, you should see that movie. Yes. I hear it's good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I did not see the 3D version. They only played that at Celebration once. And I, I don't think they're playing them this time, but I would love to bring that back. But Attack of the Clones looked great in 3D. They really pushed it a lot more than a Phantom Menace. But they had they still had some great figures released for that, um, like those Geonosis Jedi sets. I love the Legacy Collection Geonosis Arena Showdown sets from 2009-2010. They were six Target two-packs every the, year. Those are little tubes? Uh, no, they had the Order 66 tubes. Oh, okay. And then it was the spiritual successor to those, like okay. the same year, but it, they were like boxy. So if you put all the boxes together, it formed like a semicircle. Okay. Um, okay. Gen- I remember Gen- those. Gen- I don't have any of those. I, I just have the Order 66 ones, which, which I just got a couple years back. So they're great. They're, they're all great because it's, you know, another Jedi and a clone or a droid. 
I'm a um, sucker for anything Jedi, with. any lightsaber yeah. wielding character. I, I'm just going to tip the yeah. hand and say that's what excites <laughs> me the most about Star Wars. Yeah, so. it was so good. And uh, yeah, because the original Attack of the Clones line had a lot of the masked Jedi, I guess, mm-hmm. um, Jedi, alien Jedi, um, more interesting looking Jedi. So then a decade on, they were finally getting into all the just schlubby dudes and ladies yeah. that were in the background the ilm yeah. employees, that, say, the employees that just hopped in yeah, yeah. <laughs> swing a lightsaber for 20 minutes and you'll be fine <laughs> and Still you can wait. really if you pay attention to the background you can you can really see that uh, our lead actors really did put in the time to learn yes. how to move like jedi whereas if you're just thrown into it it's not as easy as it might seem so for some much. folks <laughs> one attack of the clones thing i god i wish they would show this at celebration is the long lost Long rumored, never hundred percent confirmed. The footage of In Sync playing Jedi. There's from... a there's a Saturday Night Live sketch about that. Is it really? I don't yeah, remember that. I remember. Uh, it's Chris Kattan is in it, and it's like okay. we're oh we're gonna look at the scene from the new Star Wars movie star yeah. In Sync, and it's them like all waving around lightsabers, like we're being attacked <laughs> by clones. Yeah, it was so stupid, but I I think oh my I, God. I, I that's a faded memory. I'm gonna look that up too. I gotta so. see it. Because I remember that was one of the things where it was, it was rumored and then employees, they, they've just never shown it. They've, we've finally seen the droid, uh, the droid control ship scene, all the deleted scenes that we heard about for years, but never those. And then yeah. one of the members, Chris Kirkpatrick, uh, I had my older sisters who are huge NSYNC fans. I was a Backstreet, <laughs> I was a Backstreet Boys boy at same, the time. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just like peak early 2000s. I need to see NSYNC with the Padawan braids swinging those lightsabers, maybe at this year's celebration. Yeah, but, uh, that would be a nice, of, nice twenty-year anniversary gift, yeah, huh? Huh? And we get full figures of them as well. If it doesn't happen, Kathleen Kennedy yeah. is to blame. It's her fault. She hates Star Wars. George Lucas would never do that, even though he hired Kathleen Kennedy to follow. Shut up! It's anyway. prequels yep. erasure, yep. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh. anyway, so Attack of the Clones got still got a lot of great figures and updates throughout the years. Um, and since then, we are on SWTVC, the Vintage Collection. I wanted to run down the Vin- Attack of the Clones Vintage Collection figures that we've gotten. Not as many as I would have thought, but... Not yeah. as many. I think 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 14 single-carded figures so far. We haven't gotten a single new one in Vintage Collection 2.0 until the Anakin that is coming soon. I was we've gotten say repacks. There have been zero new prequel figures uh, since TVC well, came back, correct? Well, I mean, there was the uh, 41st Elite clone, which was new to the line. Well, yeah. yeah. Not not a figure, de- not a character figure debut. Yeah. I, I mean, the Vintage Collection could use more of those in general, but uh, outside of new media. But that's a conversation for another episode. For sure. Um, so the Attack of the Clones figures include... Here's- Here's the part where we just read the lists, which is everybody's the most, favorite, the most thrilling part of the show. Sonic charges or seismic yep. charges are my ASMR. Yes. And then this <laughs> list thing is the ASMR for some of our weirdo listeners. You know who you are. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Yes, we love you all. Uh, VC 29 Kit Fisto. He's on the fence because it's really a Revenge of the Sith figure, but he was packed in an Attack of the Clones card. Supposed to get a second one on a Revenge of the Sith card. Never happened, but he appears in the back of the Obi-Wan card. One less variant to hunt down, though. Thank God. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, actual Attack of the Clones figures. VC 30 Zam Wessel. Great figure. She had the alternate heads instead of the little mask that the uh, second 2002 one had. Uh, VC 31 Obi-Wan Kenobi, which was just repacked and repainted and given a better robe 
God, that 30... robe is great. I'm sorry. That's great. Yeah, no, it's uh, the figure itself. It's it's almost up to modern standards, and it, I'm happy to have it again. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the robe is really brings it up another level. Just add rocker ankles to that Obi-Wan and you've got, I mean, it's already yeah. definitive. It's already but, very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, VC-32, Anakin Skywalker in Peasant Disguise, which mm. I think could use another repack. It's not a bad figure, <laughs> no. but it's just... It didn't need to be repacked last year necessarily. I love, I listen, I love a good Jedi in disguise in a poncho. Yes. Like I love yeah, yeah. that, but yeah. It, yeah, it was one that really, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But we're getting the new Anakin finally, or the uh, more regular Anakin is more. <laughs> the nine-year-old line. Anakin. N- yes. not, 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 not the nine-year-old character, yes. but the yes. nine-year-old figure. <laughs> Different nine-year-old Anakin. Yeah. Um, but we did get the other nine-year-old Anakin, the uh, Jedi uh, Padawan did, version yeah. with the Obi-Wan. Anyway. Uh, anyway, sorry. V, no, it's good. VC 33, Padme Amidala, Peasant Disguise, which should have been repacked along with mm-hmm. that Anakin because she could, she had the two headdresses, which was great, but she could use a photo reel update for sure. Definitely. VC um, 34, Django Fett. We'll be saying his name again in a moment. Real quick, so to, what, go, to go back to VC 33, Padme, that's the only Padme in the vintage collection, isn't it? Well, I went over that with Victoria on the uh, live streams. Um, but, oh, so yeah. Was, I don't support was... you and watch things that you're on. <laughs> no, because well, I then I had thought that the only Padme was the episode one Queen of Mandala. Oh, was God. Duh. Repacked. So, but there was, so there's one from episode one, one from episode two, but that's it. And that's not good. <laughs> we will go over, we'll be getting into our wish lists here yeah, momentarily. For sure, but, for sure. Um, so, yes, and Django Fett will also be on that list. So sit tight. Uh, VC 35 Mace Windu was also just repacked, given a better robe as well. Even though he's still got these giant sleeves in the yeah. scene where he's got the lightsaber um, at Jingo's neck. Uh, one small thing I just want to say real quick that I found fascinating. Good old Pablo Hidalgo recently has been tweeting about that Star Wars shot by shot account. Um, some of the artists and people who worked on the film will uh, retweet them and talk about them. I can't remember who pointed it up, but Pablo retweeted them or something. But the shot from Mace's back where he's walking out to hold the lightsaber against Jango's neck, he's CGI in that shot. Like that he's like it's a full close-up of the back of his head. I had never noticed that in 20 years of watching the movie. Wow, but with all the bad it, CGI in that movie, yeah, I missed. If you watch it <laughs> if you watch it now, you can see. Yeah, because there's some obvious doubles for Anakin and Padme throughout the movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan that could for the Dooku. time <laughs> and Dooku, yeah. I mean, but for the time. And for like never having done that before, that was revolutionary. But yes, it's twenty years man. on, twenty years on, that's been done better. I just anyway, if, if you're listening to this, uh, listening to this, do yourself a favor and look up behind the scenes photos of the hangar duel and uh, Count Dooku's yeah. body double is just some young dude with like a glued on horrible like yeah. felt beard, <laughs> like Obi Wan's both... reshoot beard, and they just yeah. pasted over that with like a CGI Christopher Lee. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, they did that in Revenge of the Sith because he wasn't on set uh, with Hayden and Ewan at all in Revenge of the Sith. But you uh, don't so there's say. Little, <laughs> there's some there's some head replacement going on. Yeah. But anyway, so check out the CGI mace for that scene. But uh, next is VC thirty six Senate Guard, which is a great figure. I, I'd buy a few more of those. Uh, VC thirty seven Super Battle Droid, which is a great candidate for a repack. But I will also say that the Legacy Collection Geonosis Arena Showdown. Super Battle Droid had ankles where this one does not. Um, made, of, made, with, made with good plastic, though, I hope. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, and then VC-45 Clone Trooper, which we are all very familiar with at this point, which is repacked <laughs> in 2020 and now coming to the Troop Builder sets with a new head. Um, VC-49, what hasn't been said about uh, the Clone Trooper a thousand times, so I'll spare you the de- details on that one. <laughs> uh, VC-49, I don't know the pronunciation on this one. Phyak Search. 
he's the Nikto Jedi Knight, which already had a uh, 2002 figure as well, which is a very good figure. Yeah. Uh, VC51, Barris Afi, uh, which we just got repainted in the Clone Wars Micro Series line look. And VC58, Ayla Sakura, which was also got the same treatment from Walmart. And the I, I guess the last Attack of the Clones figure we got in the Vintage Collection was VC109, Clone Trooper Lieutenant. Is that correct? Yeah. Because apart from the repacks. So then next up is Anakin, which is very in exciting to VC finally get a VC 230 something probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was a run, yeah, between 58 and 109 where there was no Attack of the Clones figures. But we would have gotten a lot more. Because after the TVC basic figure line was retired at the end of 2012, I'll take a detour real quick to say we did get a few more TVC vehicles, including the Republic gunship repaint in 2013. It's the same um, as the 2002 sculpt, yeah. Yeah, so it's the okay. same sculpt. Had better paint, better crisper paint, um, but it includes the 2002 clone pilot and Yoda and 2003 clone trooper. I don't know why they reached back that far in the tooling, but whatever. Um, but that's a great, great box, great presentation. Um, I think that came with the bubbles, correct? I wouldn't know because your boy is going to be hunting one of those for a long time. Oh my God. I'm so. sorry. <laughs> sorry to hear it. Actually, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. Yes. Thank you, Bantha Skull Photo Archives. The Toys R Us exclusive, which they say was $120 in 2013. So God only knows how much a repaint would be now, but it would be awesome. Be hundred percent awesome. Yeah. Let's just say that. I, you know what? I would, I would shell out for it. I want, yeah. I want them to reissue that vehicle so bad. I know it's yeah. not just me. That's, that's something that is kind of an easy, uh, an easy sell for it's them. It's a gimme for sure. I don't know why they're not doing it. Uh, they don't even have to do it through retail. It would be a plus yeah. thing. Uh, and I think as you know, as much as people have discussed the prequels over the past twenty years, um, I think Clone Wars is beloved i guess so you could just say it's a clone even though again the clone wars some of them had doors and some of them had lights some of them had bubbles yeah um, i mean the full enclosed doors um, I, I want them to just straight up reissue it on attack of the clones for this year like you know yeah. or even if it comes out next year pre-order this year and be like we didn't forget you <laughs> yeah here's a 600 dollars repaint of the i mean the public and shit i mean the actual uh, one it, but yeah <laughs> it's how much is the vintage one going for now nowadays? I don't, I had to stop looking because it made me too sad. And anytime I got money in my bank account, I was like, I could get it or yes, or uh, pay yeah. my bills and keep living. <laughs> so, uh, here's some typing sounds while I look it up real quick. Mm. Holy Lord. People have it for sale for over a thousand dollars, $2,000. But what has it been selling for is the question. And Six hundred and thirty, seven hundred dollars are the recent ones. Even the Attack of the Clones one is going for two hundred ish. So eight hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred, five hundred. Listeners, if you happen to have an extra one of those up for grabs, and you don't have a Razor Crest, <laughs> I have a spare Razor Crest, and those currently sell for wow. about six hundred ish. So you want to trade? <laughs> this show wow. is just a shameless opportunity for me to ask for stuff. So <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah, so it's it's still a great vehicle. The 2013 one was supposedly painted more like the one that Yoda actually rides in on. That great scene when the cavalry arrives. Um, Around the survivors, a perimeter creates the worst. <laughs> that's the worst line in Star Wars. That is that is worse than somehow Palpatine returned. Like that is that is hands down the worst line in Star Wars. <laughs> like I'm sorry, fight me. Like that yeah. that is the worst. Oh my god! Oh. Well, the scene—the scene has a little Death Star super miniature Death Star super laser things coming off the. The scene is Republic cool. Gunship. 
That line Bumble. is bunk, dude. That line yeah, is awful. <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna, yeah, if we're gonna be criticizing dialogue from all of Star Wars, we could be here all day. Yeah, for that. sure. But th- nothing beats that. That's the yes. worst one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so so after the TVC line was retired, even though the vehicles continued for another year as exclusives. Of course, as we all know, sadly, the line shifted to the 3.75 inch Black Series line look with a short stop in Legacy Collection, which was supposed to be the line expression. Um, there was, of course, you know, the figures that leaked out to a little calendar store, and there was the Amazon exclusive pack that had some that was supposed to be out. So these include FA4, Dooku's pilot droid, uh, Sun Fak, the Geonosis warrior, Geonosian leader, warrior guy with one eye, uh, Poggle's right hand man. And then the battle droid in Geonosis colors, the vintage collection battle droid, which has now been repacked three times in TVC 2.0, has never been repacked outside of that line in the Geonosis maroon colors. We we got 90% of the way there with the Clone Wars version, but it doesn't have a lot of the uh, silver, um, you know, detailing that yeah. it deserves. Or even so some that, Geonosis rust dust. Yes, uh, that's my, know. that's one of my top most wanted repaints. I know, I know we've got a lot of battle droids. Hey, I... Got, I will never say no to the battle battle droid repaints if they use sturdier plastic, but otherwise I don't want to see any more battle droids using that book. Well, because this more recent guy, the micro series guy has been standing strong. One of mine is starting to slowly go, but that's because I have their poses just a little too cool. So they can't be too cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Battle droids can never be too cool. Yeah, exactly. But uh, they peaked in the Naboo fields when they all (laughs) were in formation. They peaked uh, when they lost to the Gungans. Yes. <laughs> hey, General Grievous lost to the Gungans too. That, that, they still got a grand army. Let's just say that. Hey, but, but uh, Dirge and Ventress beat the crap out of the Gungans uh, in the that comics. Was, so that was grim. The, that was the grim dark. Uh, oh, you don't like Gungans? Well, Dirge is the cool new guy yeah. on the block. I'm surprised Dirge didn't have a skateboard at the time. But uh, uh, who's to say he didn't? Yeah. <laughs> Quinlan Voss did in the figure line later, but yes, he did. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Two more battle droids I want real quick, I'll say, that are very prominent in episode one and three are the security battle droids with the maroon on their shoulders and the pilot droids with the blue on their shoulders. So get them in a pack, but get the Geonosis ones out first. Yeah. Um, So in addition to those figures that just missed out on vintage cards were all the Black Series figures that also just barely missed out on getting vintage cards. And some have gotten them since. Uh, I guess actually looking at the list, none of the Attack of the Clones figures have Several of the other ones have from Empire Strikes Back and Revenge of the Sith, but or maybe not actually. Revenge and of the, the Sith. Clone Wars Rex. Yeah, the Clone Wars Rex. Some of those later on figures yeah. that were not so hot. The Jawas. Uh, yeah. Jawa, Han one and, of them. Yeah. Han and Bausch Leia and uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But from Attack of the Clones, we got number one, Padme Amidala in her Genosis look. She would be so awesome. She would be great to get on a vintage card. I think all of these would be great on a vintage card. I'll just oh, say man. that as a blanket statement. Yes. Vintage cards are still a thing, but it's sad to say. You'll be hearing more about that soon. Don't worry about it. Oh, boy. Um, and then number two, Clone Trooper Sergeant, which, so yes, we're getting another crack at the blue lieutenant, the blue lieutenant here very soon. But not, uh, and the green sergeant just missed out. Still do not have the red captain and yellow commander. We were talking about them a lot in the last episode. Uh, number three, Anakin Skywalker, Padawan, who is finally being repacked this year on a vintage card with photo reel and his unique cloak from the film. Cannot very, wait. Very, very excited about that one. Yeah. Um, number eight, clone pilot, which was on the VC 45 body as well, but got a cool new, uh, helmet sculpts. We've seen many of that, uh, clone pilot over the years, but that's a great one. Would look awesome on a card. 
Number nine, R2-D2, which had the booster rockets. Yes, actually, I said it had been repacked on these notes, but I am lying to your face. Because the, the Build-A-Dread one also later got jets to be added to its to the legs. Okay. And that, that one was repacked in like the, uh, the Last Jedi line look, the Galaxy of Adventures line look. That's the one that was repacked in TVC without the booster jets, but with a bunch of dirt on it. Um, I think I prefer, I might prefer the legacy collection version, the, the, um, black series version that was based on the, uh, the, uh, 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 2004, uh, 2000, sorry, 2005 R4 G9. There's so many R2 units floating around out there. It's hard I to keep them all track. I can't even but... pretend that I have any inkling of keeping track of <laughs> R2 units. But it was a good figure for the time. But yeah, we've gotten a few other, uh, R2s with booster jets. Take your pick. I'd love the Dread Factory image on there where he's flying towards the camera. It's just goofy fun. <laughs> Um, lock it up john yes i I, i'm gonna have to but uh, there's too much stuff going in the background so that's why i i haven't done it yet but oh sure yeah good excuse (laughs) it's too much work is always my excuse for this stuff but (laughs) this is star wars man get serious this is priority oh my god (laughs) i'm sorry uh number 10 a card i kind of did pablo jill which was a great figure um his animation model was reused in Revenge of the Sith as Coleman Codge on the council. He's given a new head with a different beak. I mocked up that card because it's the only uh, Jedi council member we have never gotten as a figure. But we did get Pablo Jill, which is basically the same thing. And that's a big beefy guy who's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then the final one was number 11, Luminara Unduli, who was just repainted for the Clone Wars look. We did not. We haven't gotten Luminara in the vintage collection outside of that in a regular Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith look. We got the Clone Wars look, so that's something. But that is a really good figure. Uh, so it's a very good figure. Yeah. Her head... Her, Minus uh, the headdress not the really being easy to pose, but yeah. Yeah, so glad it... So we've gotten a few Attack of the Clones adjacent items, those Jedi ladies in the Walmart Clone Wars line. And then we've gotten a few other Jedi repacks, Obi-Wan, Mace, and finally Anakin. Um, and the Clone Trooper build-up pack. Not really for Attack of the Clones 20... Tag of the Clones 20th Anniversary, AOTC 20, if you will. But it's something. It's better than nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would love if they put that little Attack of the Clones Anniversary logo on that pack. But I, yeah, I mean. I, it would screw I it up. I could have done it without the Lucasfilm 50th Anniversary line look. but That's fair. It, put it as a sticker on the bubble. I would love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what are our wants? Um, I'll say. I asked you a question that I'm not going to let you answer. No, go for right it. Right now. But, um, so of course, as we've talked about a thousand times, we did the March Madness this past year, SWTVC March Madness. The From the fan submissions uh, that were decided, of course, we had submissions from all corners of the Star Wars galaxy. From all corners of the galaxy. <laughs> um, the number one of fig- most wanted figure going into the tournament, of course, was Count Dooku. He is perhaps the most glaring omission from Attack of the Clones. I know he's been on our... Yours and my personal wish lists for a long time. Yeah. For Attack of the Clones. Um, but the I have a list of, again, I'm going to count again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 14 Attack of the Clones figures. There were quite, I mean, there were a lot more than that, but here were the top vote getters. Some of them were too low to get on, but starting from the bottom, not the very bottom, but the bottom of this current list that I made up arbitrarily. <laughs> there's data but, behind it. It counts. Yeah, there's data. But uh, Dorme, the handmaiden who works with Padme in Attack of the Clones, played by Rose Byrne, mm-hmm. whose career blew up after this film, much like Joel Edgerton, who we are finally getting back as uh, Uncle Owen. Um, 
So yeah, Dorme and someone else in a second. They showed up on fan lists a long time ago. I think the 2006 or uh, Toy Fair vote, maybe the one after that. Um, they got some handmade love back in the day. Uh, so next was Padme Amidala from Palpatine's office in her uh, look where suddenly she has a completely different uh, style of hair. Look at it. It's very strange. Above that is, ranked above that was Corday. You did your duty. Corday did hers. Uh, perhaps you could put some of those uh, explosion blast effects around her if you like. Yeah. I, again, you know, I failed. You said, nope, you did your job. You did, you did your ex- exact job. You did exactly what you were hired for. <laughs> Padme, and then you took your helmet off. You were in disguise. I was dressed as you. And then you immediately took your helmet off uh, <sighs> mere seconds after <laughs> the assassination attempt, not even before it. George before Lucas hates Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Um, above that is Boba Fett, young Boba Fett from Attack of the Clones, uh, Daniel Logan edition, maybe just because he appeared again in the flashbacks for Book of Boba. Maybe they could use the tooling for Omega as well, I guess. Some of the little arms and legs, at least. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, they could, yeah, they could find a way to kind of Something be creative like with it. Yeah. Um, right above that was Paul the Lesser, who got a figure in 2003 that was repacked a number of times. Uh, I love that design. I love the Geonosian language. Um, I'm debating whether or not I need to do it for you right now. but Do uh, whatever your heart tells you. <laughs> there's a lot of... Uh, the yuck, uh, Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff, you know. I just love it. I love it. I had, I'm sorry, I had to do it. But, yes, uh, do the rest of the episode in Geno's in. That kind of stuff. I love it. I love it. I remember. I remember the voice actor was credited Martin Sokus. I don't know if he uh, how much of that ended up, how much he did, how much was just like birds that Ben Burt laid on top of him. <laughs> I just imagine the actor going to the theater, being like, oh, "There's my character," then he hears all these clicks and buzzes, and be like, "What the hell did they do to me?" Anyway. <laughs> Technically he, in this movie. <laughs> yes, he'd be a great figure. Um, and then some of these were Phantom Menace on the bubble, Phantom Menace Attack of the Clones. But Droidica, an all-new Droidica would be awesome. That's one of my yeah. top prequel wants after the rewatch. The existing figure is really not bad. That was most recently um, packed in those Geonosis sets. And then in the uh, 2007 30th anniversary collection with half the uh, episode one bubble around him. Episode one and three it does not have the shield in episode two. Uh, above that, my boy, one of my top most wanted figures, Klee Lars. Mm. Shmi is my wife. Uh, <laughs> some of these, so just him and Dorme and Corday, uh, Queen Jamelia did not make the list. I think she's a little bit lower on the list, but some of these prominent speaking characters in Attack of the Clones. Obviously, we need C.O. Bibble in his. I was just gonna uh, say he's not jammies. on the list. Yeah. Uh. He's not. He wasn't on the set when they filmed it, and he's not on the list either. But. Uh, yeah, so just the Attack of the Clones line was so expansive that we got so many background characters uh, and secondary speaking characters. But Kleeg is still not on it. He's one of those that I have wanted to see for a long time. Anakin ranked right above him. His was disqualified because he was announced. Uh, Padme Amidala in her Geonosis Arena look was right above him, even though she could be repacked. She could use new hips and ankles and all that good stuff, but yeah. I'd take her with photo reel and be happy. Shock T uh, was next. Would be great again i think the the geonosis uh arena one was sort of her revenge of the sith figure with some added articulation they could do a great new one whatever yeah. kia mundi ranked above that uh Plo Koon above that um yeah we need those guys the number two most wanted uh attack of the clones figures i think should be no surprise 
we already said Dooku. I'm going to just skip him. He was number one. We already know he's yeah. number one. <laughs> number two was Jango Fett. Yeah. So as we've discussed many times in the show, I'll let you take it away from here. Oh, no. They've got all the, uh, all the tooling that they need for that, really, at this point. They just need to... Yeah. I guess maybe a new head, but they've got plenty of tomorrow. Uh, they've got the head. They've heads, got the so, yeah. Tamora heads for the clones. So I think they've already got him. I think they're, yeah, they his haircut's a little bit different. It's not quite as military precise as some of the new clone troopers. No, that, but that is, that's another gimme for Hasbro that, that that's yeah. one to easily throw together and make an absolutely wonderful figure out of all the new amazing Mandalorian parts that they've gotten out uh, or that they are getting out uh, this year in the line. Uh, and they're, all of those Mandalorians are outstanding. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't, I only have the one in hand so far, but from what we've seen, it's if the rest are half as good as this guy will be. We're in for a treat. Yeah. We're eating good. If you like Mandalorians, <laughs> it's a good time to be a TVC fan. That's for sure. And if you so, don't, I don't believe you. Yeah. So yeah. If you up. don't like Mandalorians, you're shut a up liar, and stop crying. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So Jingo is uh Jingo and Dooku, I think would, be obviously amazing additions to the line that Dooku, as we said before, the Black Series Dooku was an amazing sculpt. The existing ones, uh, not bad. 2005, it got some good ones for Revenge of the Sith and the Evolutions uh, figure, basic and Evolutions figure that were, then they, he got various heads or and different soft goods and whatnot over the next few years. But um, an all new likeness would be awesome at the very, very, very least. Yeah, I, I, we've said it before to scale down the six inch one. Uh, and do just do that. that 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 you know not to be a heretic here but uh the six inch dooku like you said john is it's a fantastic figure it's it is and i i am jealous i wish it was in tvc so yes i'm jealous it's of a figure that i own but whatever good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> collect them all yeah <laughs> i take that as my personal mission yeah it's a challenge that's for yeah. sure <laughs> but uh Yes, it'd be awesome. So, you know, they didn't fully celebrate the 20th anniversary this year, but that's all right. It's maybe in 20 more years, we'll get some of these figures. They seem to like 40th anniversaries more. Yes. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) But uh, so uh, what other figures or items do you want to see from Attack of the Clones still? I mean, obviously Jango Fett. I didn't put him on my little list here. Obviously Jango Fett. Obviously Count Dooku. Another obvious Mm -hmm. one being Padme uh, Geonosis. Uh, I wouldn't mind if they did another a version of Padme um, from the Lars Homestead. I I would love a new, like an all new from the ground up version of her from them, uh, from that scene or those well, scenes. Which one? Because so. there's the one where, uh, yeah, she's got the hood on where they're talking to Watto and then she takes it off when they're at the I would, dinner table. Uh, I would uh, want the the blue, not not the yeah, thicker yeah. one, the blue one that she's talking to, uh, you know, when Anakin leaves uh, from yeah, that yeah. scene, when Anakin leaves. I would love that, you know, with proper soft goods. Uh, Is that modern the same one? I, yeah, yeah. There's, so, also, there's the one where he comes back and he confesses to killing everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. That's where it's, romance. It's got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that look. And uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, there's a lot of great well. Padme look. It's like, you know, I... I want them to just really kick out a bunch of Padme figures. Uh, we're overdue. Yeah. So given evolution set would love that uh, not to distract from your list, but I'll say one on mine and then we can move on from yeah, Padme. For sure. But every Padme costume that you haven't made, just make it. Um, they, they're like 99% of the way there on Phantom Menace in one way or another. I need Tatooine handmaiden. Need we, that. Need ta- we need, we could use you new versions of the uh, Tatooine handmaiden for sure. Yeah. And um, the Senate version needs the cloak and we don't technically have her, orange and yellow handmaiden look even though we got a rabe in that look but attack of the clones still has quite a quite a ways to go yeah. they've got a fair amount um, but my top choice for padme for attack of the clones would be her lake gown yeah during the 
the I don't like saying the forbidden kiss scene, which the pink and the yellow, it, it's something about it. It's just great. Um, yeah. That, that Natalie Portman. Uh, she's great. She's great. Uh, let's see what else on my list. Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. I think, you know, I, I want more Palpatines. Uh, we need not, the, the big sleeve version from when he gets the emergency powers. We don't have that one. Yeah. So I was actually, that was the one I was thinking of because I originally had it listed as like, you know, from his office, uh, you know, in the the more black neutral one where he's talking with the Jedi and the senators. But yeah, the big sleeve one. The, the uh, 2002 one, I know we could use soft goods or whatever. The sculpt is really not that bad. No, I'll say I have it standing in. The sculpting on a lot of these figures was, I think, around Power of the Jedi line. It was a big leap up from the episode one. Power huge, of Force huge figures. So, you know, details aren't there, whatever. But a lot of the sculpts are really not bad. Still yeah. 20 years on. Yeah. Uh, you Especially know, that figure. Yeah, that that figure. It, it doesn't need to do much. So it's like I'm I'm, I'm happy enough with the old one, you know, that I have. But can't say no to more Palpatines, the bad guy of the entire saga. I <laughs> need that. Yeah. Um, you know, Plo Koon, of course, uh, some Jedi, Geonosian warriors, Coleman, Trebor, uh, Klee Lars, some Kaminoans like Tan Wee, uh, a Jar Jar. Yeah. Uh, and then this one might yeah. be a bit grim. I don't have it typed out here, but it, Shmi. I know that's a really dark one. I was one, thinking but it's, about that. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so, it, I mean, that's so dark, but at the same time, it's like, you know, the, the lake dress Padme that's, you know, that's part of Anakin's fall is, yeah. you know, that, and then really Anakin's trans full on transformation into Vader really begins with the death of Shmi. Yep. And that is, that's such a informative pivotal moment to the character that yeah. you know not that i want a beaten bloody dying <laughs> woman figure just <laughs> uh, yeah you know i it, it sounds bad that i want that but i for just for scenes well, of of import like i would love to see the fact that that it's, again it underlines the fact that they've made so much else from the film that yeah. some of these characters a dude who got his leg cut off by tuscan raiders and you yeah. know also, I want I mean, a Watto. I would love a TVC style Watto. I'd love another Watto. I'd love, I'd prefer an episode one Watto, I think. For sure. He two. has more to do then. So, yeah. But so, because even the episode two one was great with yeah. his little stand and he's got the wings and he's got that expression is, is just really good. Yeah. Um, I'd love some better Kaminoans. Uh, and I, again, I'll just say it again reissue of the gunship, please. Yes. Yes. Some of the, as we've said a hundred times, I'll say it a hundred more easy repaints. Mm -hmm. Clone Trooper Captain. Clone Trooper Commander, Geonosis Battle Droid. Those are my top three gimmies from Attack of the Clones, in addition to Django. But uh, yeah, so glad that Anakin's coming out. He was on my list. He was on my cards that I'd made. My top 25 list had Kleeg, of course, Kleeg, some may call him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and Late Gown Padme. But so yeah, some of these Attack of the Clones figures, I still really want them. Um, there were a couple items that I've wanted for a long time that I never thought we would see again. And we did not get them as figures back in the day, but we did see them in Book of Boba Fett. And I was very, I did the Leo DiCaprio thing when they came on. <laughs> There's the cook droid, which uh, refuses to serve R2 uh, when, right before Anakin talks about compassion and whatnot in the, uh, on the uh, refugee Transport, freighter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that appeared again and everybody was like, it's uh what do they call him? General Clevis or something? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's, it's the COO series droid. The coup cook droid, which the real heads knew it was from Attack of the Clones, but all these oh, Johnny yeah. Come Latelys <laughs> forgot about him. But he was so cool in the Book of Boba Fett. So, yeah, maybe they just needed to uh, give him an action scene or something. Now, so please, I want him from Book of Boba Fett, but I'll I'll put him with the Attack of the Clones figures. 
And then, because yeah, because they made the other figures. From I was going to say, what would he go with in the Book of yeah, Boba Fett well, display? Because there are no figures really for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, EV ninety nine when we get a new one and by the Return of the Jedi 80th anniversary or something. Mm, yeah, sounds about right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is the rickshaw with the droid, the RIC nine twenty, I believe, without looking it up. Um, droid. I love the, the little. Uh, okie okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 love it uh yeah to go with that Watto and to go with the, they made the padme now we've, we're finally getting anakin with the, the neutral robe yep um and yeah but a pivotal moment in star wars happened when mando and grogu were reunited on the back of that thing <laughs> in the book of Boba. whoever thought that was that would happen well first of all who thought that would happen in a show that's not the mandalorian but yeah yeah different conversations but <laughs> we got the we got the attack of the clones rickshaw droid and rickshaw back Listen, I would love that with Pelimato and yep. her pit droids and and the rickshaw droid. That would be such an awesome set. Oh, that would be you know incredible. make it a make it a $70 pulse exclusive or whatever. I'd buy it. Yeah. Next HasLab, why not? <laughs> I just remember seeing that in Book of Boba Fett and just not sure how I felt about it. I I was laughing and I don't but I was laughing in a way I don't think I was supposed to. Well, cuz it showed yeah, it showed up <laughs> in the uh, in the infamous mod scooter scene. Yeah. But I, I, but I was so happy to see it though. Again, it was yeah. very much like, oh, you you know that I'm a sucker, so that's why you threw it in there. But yeah, <sighs> I just, we just spent two hours talking about how much we love Attack of the Clones, so we can't For rag sure. on a Book yeah. of Boba Fett too much. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, quality is relative. Good is a point of view, Anakin. You might even say. <laughs> but uh, the other thing, so yeah, if I need them to bring back a small vehicle, and we've talked about it a thousand times. But some the, say it's thing, not feasible, but I don't buy that. I I don't buy it. <laughs> I look at my Jurassic World Legacy collector, uh, what the new one Hammond collection figures, the twenty dollar beast, twenty dollar giant mm. dinosaurs, fully articulated, fully painted, awesome collector quality, awesome. Uh, something that would look great in that style is the Ore, the Geonosian Ore, with the execution cart. Which again, so many pivotal scenes happen in that. Aunt Padme confesses her love to Anakin, and even he's like, "What? <laughs> Why? I killed but a it, bunch of kids. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I told you this is going to happen again. You yeah. can't be surprised about it. <laughs> you know who I am." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's like, "This is dependent on us dying in about five minutes," and he's like, uh, "No, yeah, take okay, back." We'll yeah. <laughs> That's really why they they stuck together because she yeah. couldn't really back out when she told yeah, the very powerful oops. psycho that she loves him. Yep. <laughs> Oh my god! But I do love the scene after that where they're kissing, and then it goes. You push out from that little room into the arena, and you, well, first of all, you got the little Geno scene there. <laughs> my throat is is shot from the concert the other day. But when they go out in the arena, and then the love theme, the across the stars, just is blaring, and you see all the G creepy Genosins coming in, and ooh, their fate is sealed, and you know stuff is about to go down. I love that scene, love that moment, and it happens on the execution cart with the Ore, and then later awesome hero moment for Anakin and Padme where he's in the Geonosis uh, execution cart to slay in battle droids with his green light, his awesome green lightsaber. And Padme's just being a boss, shooting, shooting people, yep. shooting droids, riding the, uh, in way Ore. over her head still just yes. doing. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't care. She doesn't have a fear in the world. Then they tie their and little aggressive negotiations quick. Yes. Back and Do it's... you call this a diplomatic solution? No, I call it aggressive <laughs> negotiations as they're <laughs> defending themselves in the overturned cart. Three great moments that happen in the movie. Still need that execution cart. We have all the other creatures to go with it. Of course, we could have we could have new versions of all the stuff we talked about. The Acle, the Reek, the Nexu. For sure. The, exi the existing ones are great. Um, I'd love to see the Ori and the execution cart. Those are my 
top most wanted Attack of the Clones items. I I agree with that list wholeheartedly. There's a ton of mileage to be gotten from the prequels in general, but Attack of the Clones especially. Um, you know, I wish that they could have dedicated a, lit, a bit to it this year, but granted with how anemic the offerings can be and the amount of new yes. media we have, it's hard to balance it. So hopefully yes. as we move forward, we can see it start to, you know, expand a little more as we've been seeing progress made over the last couple of years. So that's encouraging. It's good. Yes. And, you know, even they've said on Q&As and whatnot that uh, it's the trade-off of, you know, when the prequels were coming out, it was just one movie, every th- even in the original trilogy, but it's one movie every three years. Yeah. So then, which on the one hand, it's, you know, it's great to have all this new Star Wars content now, which is awesome. And every few months we get to get hyped up about something new. But on the other hand, uh, we don't get those years in between the movies to really dig in and get all the figures and the books and the media and the stuff to really live in that universe, live in that world, live in the world of that movie or show for a few years and really dig deep into some of these more obscure choices. Now we're begging for a Boba Fett from a show about Boba Fett. Yeah. We're waiting. <laughs> we haven't gotten an Obi-Wan announced from the Obi-Wan show. No. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's in on a sad note, but so it's a trade-off. So, you it know, is. We've got a lot of great Attack of the Clones stuff, so I'm very happy with what we have. Um, would love some of these items we talked about. And uh, yeah, got to go play with my Attack of the Clones toys. Yeah, you've inspired me. I think I'll uh, get the gunship placed on that yes. uh, stand today. So um, awesome. Well, any clothing, uh, clothing, any clothing, clothing thoughts? Th- uh, any clothing thoughts? Yeah, I have. Yes, I'm yeah, very of- <laughs> excited to get the uh, Anakin robe. So. Yes. I was going to say most of my wardrobe is Star Wars related, and uh, my yes. most worn hoodie is uh, I don't like sand. Uh, so yeah it's a good one i do got to get those attack of the clones 20th uh celebration shirts i think might yeah. be pre-order only i'm not sure those uh-huh. are some clothing thoughts another shout out to my cousin she got me one yeah love it so <laughs> not, so yeah if those of you out there please drop us a comment send us a message whatever uh if you listen to this and had fun and you have fun memories about attack of the clones please jump in and uh join in the conversation over on instagram as always, you can find us at, at SWTVC. The day that you can't find us there is the day democracy dies, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's the so, day we lose it. The yeah. day you stop believing that Instagram can work is the day we lose it. Oh, yikes. Wow. Thank you. Thank God for you, John. Um, yeah, so fun stuff, man. I This was a great little nostalgia trip. Thanks for putting, to, uh, thanks for putting this together, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining uh, me on this trip. Fun to celebrate something that doesn't feel like it was 20 years ago, but I guess it I was. I can't believe it. Uh, wow. So I guess yeah. I do understand when the, uh, uh, the old guard have you get a little defensive about their OT purism. It's like, well, yeah, no, I kind of get it. Yeah, you do yeah, want yeah. things from when, you know, Star yes. Wars you grew up with. So, uh, yeah. we haven't had to wait 40 years, but we have had to wait at least 20 for some things. So yes. sacks up. <laughs> Anyway, all right, gang, that does it for this Attack of the Clones celebration episode of the SWTVC podcast. As always, back TVC, balance the scales, Hasbro, keep 375 alive, finish the 96, and may the force be with you.